0: Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. Hey guys, this week I'm gonna be sharing with you a training that we did inside my Fit40 family group all about how to get the perfect macros For fat loss. If you want to see the graphics that we're using in the calorie calculator that I show on the screen, if you're tuning in on Spotify, good news, just turn the phone or whatever you're uh, watching on and you should be able to see the video. Or if you want to go in and get the video for yourself from the link I'm sending out to everybody in the group, go ahead and join the group. It's in the show notes. It's in the description. Go ahead, copy, paste it or click it and you will get into the group, get access to this and all the other resources that I send out. So I hope that you enjoy it. If you have any questions at the end, feel free to reach out to me. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome. I don't want to get flagged for the music. All right. Welcome to the Toning Masterclass. This week, we're going to be talking about the perfect macros for fat loss, because when it comes to toning, we know two-prong approach, fat loss for most people, and muscle gain. So today, we're going to tackle fat loss. When it comes to the perfect macros, it all starts with the calories. So let me just share my screen real, real quick so you guys can see this. Whoop. no sneak peeks for next week's content. All right. <laughs> So when it comes to the calories, there's a million calculators out there. There's easy, simple math where it's like, just take your um, goal body weight by 10, multiply it, and then, then you got it, or 11 or 12, like in that range, depending on your ac- activity level. And more times than not, that will get you in the ballpark. There's the TDEE calculator.net, which I've posted and used for a very, very long time, but... When it comes to the most accurate equation there is, that's what I'm going to be showing you tonight. Um, Now that I'm on here, I'm like, I can make some adjustments. But anyway, (laughs) what I'm going to be showing you is, first off, based on the Harris-Benedict equation, which basically calculates your basal metabolic rate. Now, your basal metabolic rate is what amount of calories you burn at rest just doing absolutely nothing bare minimum what your body needs to survive and you'd be surprised how many people are eating under this number which is a big red flag we do not want to do that that's kind of like a good baseline of like you never want to cross this point um and even if you get right there it's probably a bad sign anyway we always want to be hovering above our basal metabolic rate because when we go underneath it, that's when negative met- metabolic adaptations happen and, thing- and things like that. But before we get into that too much, there's two different equations when it comes to men and women. Now, because it's mostly moms in this group, we're going to be doing the women one tonight. Um, if you want to get the men one, don't worry. The I'm going to be giving away this calculator for free on Friday, so you guys will have access to check it all out. Um So basically all you need is your height your weight your age and then your intensity factor which we're going to talk about that to figure out your total tdee which is your total daily energy expenditure now what that is is your bmr plus all the other activity that happens throughout the day there's a million other or not a million there's four big ones that happen throughout the day there's your basal metabolic rate thermic effect of food your exercise and your non-exercise activity, what we call NEAT. You might've seen this around a lot of different uh, social media posts and things, things like that. NEAT is the big one that's like the things that we don't think about, like blinking our eyes, tapping our toes, fidgeting at our desk, things like that. Um, exercise activity is exactly how it sounds. It's what you do when you exercise, um, when you go for like long walks, when you go for workouts and stuff like that. And then the thermic effect of food, TEF, is the amount of calories you burn when you eat food. Believe it or not, you actually need to use calories to eat the food and digest it and do that whole thing. So those are what contribute to total daily energy expenditure. Um, So we're going to go off of uh, an example person. So we'll say somebody comes in, their height is 5'5". Okay, now I made (laughs) an auto adjuster here because I am not calculating centimeters for everybody. (laughs) Like, and don't worry on the calculator that I give you guys. You'll be able to do this in like feet and inches. And then when we do weight in pounds, we'll keep it at 180. Got it. Jeez, that's a lot of decimals. Okay, we got 180 right there, which results in 82 kilograms. Because all of these equations are on the metric system, so everything's going to be in centimeters and kilograms. Um, and then we'll say they're 45 years old. Now,
1: Brian, is the weight in pounds? Is that the current weight, or you want your your goal weight to be?
0: This is current weight. Okay. Yep. Because right now we just want to figure out what maintenance is, and okay. that's what this will do. So we'll say this is like our ideal avatar person thing. And that's all we got right now It's just this information. Basal metabolic rate cranks out 1,500 calories. So, for anybody who's 5'5, 180 pounds, who is a female, if you're eating a 1,200 calorie diet, this should tell you right here that is way too damn low. <laughs> but now we'll take it a step further. That's just your basal metabolic rate, right? We also got to factor in exercise thermic effect of food, non-exercise activity, and all of that, because we got to be able to live our lives, have energy doing it. So we take our intensity factor. Okay, now this is based on everybody's individual lifestyle. So, one point two, the low end. These are that is for the people that. Are very sedentary sitting at a desk all day driving to work driving home going to bed never really getting up and doing a whole lot of anything now 1.9 is like construction workers people that are on their feet all day like uh healthcare workers that are always taking care of patients people like that and then there's everything in between so like a 1.5 would be like your average person who gets a couple days in the gym goes for their step goal, gets their like 10K steps and things like that. So wherever you fall in that category should give you a good idea of like, I, I would say just rate rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. One and two are 1.2, nine and 10 are 1.9. So wherever you fall in that scale, it's one point whatever. So let's say average person has an office job, uh, goes for walks every once in a while, doesn't really do a whole lot of extra exercise, maybe once a week. We'll call that like a 1.3. So now our TDEE is at 1,992 calories. This is how many calories you should be able to eat while maintaining your body weight at five foot five, 180 pounds, 45 years old with that intensity factor of 1.3. Problem is, a lot of people are not able to do that because of that sequence of. Yo yo dieting for years and years and years, it has caused your metabolism to slow down because when you reduce calories drastically, your body does do that starvation mode to a degree, not as crazy as a lot of people make it out to be, but doing that slowly over time, constantly just getting a little bit slower. Then you binge a little bit and then you get a little slower because you feel guilty and you start cutting calories. Then you binge and then it keeps doing this. And then after years and years and years, we're stuck at like 1500 calories, and we're not losing any weight. We're not gaining any weight, feeling pretty lousy and we're stuck. So that's where we get into the reverse dieting that I have been hounding on the past couple of weeks. And we want to get that level back up to at least your TDEE. And then for some people, the, uh, the lucky percentage of people can go past that and maintain their body weight because it works both ways your metabolism can adapt in a positive fashion too, where you burn more calories than this number right here. But we're going to leave that for a different day. Now, let's assume that you are this person and you do maintain right at that number, that 1,992. Okay, now, being that that's maintenance, traditional deficit means that we take 500 calories away. Now, this right here, this is not enough calories because when we subtract that 500 calories, we are now at basal metabolic rate. Okay, so what do we do? If we can't take calories away, we increase activity. So we want to get that intensity factor through our lifestyle, whether that be through exercise or uh, more steps throughout the day. So let's say we get that up to like a 1.5. We got a whole lot more calories to work with right here. Okay, This is why exercise is so damn important. It gets us to the place that where we need to be so that we can do things like this. And this is also why when you go into like weight loss clinics and stuff, they put you at ridiculously low numbers because they're going off of these numbers, but not including exercise. So when you bump that up, this is the number we got. Now, when we take that 500 out, we are now left with 1700 calories. Okay, so that would put us at a 1,700 calorie for a one pound weight loss per week deficit. So that is the number that we are basing all this off of. When it comes to figuring out your macronutrients, the first thing we want to start with is protein. Okay, now protein is four calories per gram. So we want to get about 70% to 100%, so 0.7 to 1.0 of our goal body weight okay because in an ideal world we want this to be lean body mass but assuming a lot of people cannot just hop in a dexa scanner or like get it access to an in body which some gyms do have but let's say you don't have that then we'll take our goal body weight so let's say this person who is 180 pounds wants to get to 140 pounds okay so we'll take our calculators out 140 pounds and then we're going to multiply that by 0.7. That gets us 98 grams of protein. And now, because it's four calories, multiply that by four, 392. All right, so we've got calories, grams. Then the next thing we want to figure out is not carbohydrates, it's fats. Now, when it comes to fats, this and and carbs too, these are very, very personality lifestyle dependent. Assuming nobody here is a crazy CrossFit athlete, professional football player, MMA fighter, like you don't really need. To go to the extreme, like you're, unless somebody's like a bodybuilder or something, like you really don't need to go to the extreme. It's more so figuring out where um, most of your days fall. Because in reality, we could just stop here. We could just say, all right, you're going to get the 1,700 calories, 98 grams of protein, call it a day. And most people here will have incredible success and be able to lose all the weight that they want. But I'll give you a little extra. We're going to go that extra mile, just so you guys know. Okay. So with fats, we want at least 20% of our calories to come from fats. Okay. So we'll take that 1,700 calories, multiply it by 0.2, and that would get us 340 calories. Okay. And this is on the low end. You could always go up. There are keto people doing 75, 80%. So could do that too. Okay. Now, because fats are nine calories per gram, you multiply 340 by nine, which get, or sorry, <laughs> divided by nine. Jesus, it's been a long day. <laughs> you divide it by nine, which gets us about 38 grams of fats. And now here's where the real math comes in. We take these two numbers right here. We got 392. Plus 340, which gives us 732 calories that we're already budgeting towards protein and fats. Now, Tracy, I see with with the pen and paper. Can you guess what we're going to do next? (laughs) What's that? Can you take a guess at what we're going to do next?
1: You're going to add the calories from fats and protein and then subtract that out of your 1700 total?
0: Yes, you are. That gives you your
1: carb calories.
0: Yes, and because you're correct, I'm paying for your coffee tomorrow. You just won yourself a Starbucks gift card. Okay. Congratulations! Okay. All right, so we take that 732 and subtract it from the 1700, which gets us 968 calories. And carbs, just like protein, are four calories per gram. So we're going to take those that 968 divide it by four, and now you got 242 grams of carbohydrates, and now those are your macros. Now, the one macro that I left out here is alcohol, and that is the magic one that everybody kind of like turns a blind eye, and they're like, well, there's nowhere for me to put it in my tracker, so does it count? Yes, it counts. Alcohol is seven grams of, or sorry, seven calories per gram. Now, because alcohol comes from sugar, usually it's a good idea to take this from carbohydrates. So, if, say, your Michelob Ultra is 100 calories, try and budget that into your carbohydrates. But at the end of the day, if the calories add up and it's just one day out of the week every once in a while, then totally fine. But if you're a college kid trying to work the numbers and really make it work so that you can go binge drinking, then yeah, that's probably going to have some negative side effects. And this also neglects to mention how every macro is different, every calorie is different as far as the response to your body, So especially alcohol. You can fit it into your calories, and yes, you will result. It will result in losing weight. But if you're drinking that glass of wine or two glasses of wine every single night, and your sleep is getting impacted, which is then going to mess with your hormonal health, which is then going to mess with your energy levels, which is then going to mess with your non-exercise uh, activity the next day, there can be negative consequences. So you can have alcohol in uh, minimal doses, but just know that if you're going to put it into the equation, it doesn't, it's not as simple as calories in calories out. So I hope that that was, uh, simple enough to follow along. I hope that I didn't confuse anybody and I'm recording this. So if you have to rewind and watch it over again, feel free, but now that's my spiel. If you guys have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer.
1: On the protein, you decided to go to the 0.7. Why 0.7 versus like a 0.8 or 0.9 of the goal body weight?
0: Good question. I always start at the very lowest because getting enough protein is usually people's hardest thing that they that they have to figure out when they start their fitness journey. So I try and set it as low as possible. But if you naturally eat like a lot of protein, I would set it at the one and call it a day because there's even studies that suggest going as high, like for bodybuilders, for example, going as high as 1.25, because when you're in a calorie deficit and you, in, and you increase protein intake, it helps reduce the amount of lean body mass lost during a diet assuming you're also exercising because exercise is really the big one as far as keeping muscle.
1: So if we get this on Friday and then we kind of figure it out and I'm still at that 1700 calorie low end range and I can adjust my macros and my fitness pal to be what that calculation is. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Yep. But again, I would just put your own stuff in because I don't, I know I'm definitely not a hundred percent using your stats. So I would right. just double check and make sure all of your own numbers add up. And honestly, I'm going to crank it out to do this by itself. So you guys don't have to calculate anything. Okay. All right. And this comes with a disclaimer of feel free to mess with the fats and carbs, because honestly, everybody watching this right now, I'd almost rather not track carbs and fats, but I will say this for women like in that menopause area that do struggle with certain things like uh, insulin sensitivity and other issues like that being very picky about your carb sources and making sure that they're mostly complex and maybe even increasing fats and reducing carbs to like almost like an even split can be a good idea Mm -hmm. okay but that's more getting in the realm of like something I would probably reach out to a dietitian for because if it's like a pre-diabetic or a diabetic like state, I would 100% say go to a registered dietitian first.
1: Okay. All right. Like I think when I just adjusted my uh, my fitness pal, I made it 1700, 1,700 calories, even though Trainerize thinks I'm at 1,900, and it's like I've already. Had supper or whatever, and it's like I still have like 40 grams of protein left, but only 260 calories to get me to that to that 1700. So I don't know if that 148 grams of daily protein is really quite right, yeah.
0: you know. And, and it also comes down to like you you and me have been working together for a while, so we have a more accurate guesstimation of like where your metabolism is at. What this is doing right here is giving us a starting point, which we've already okay. done. So this is like the foundation of like figuring out where to start, but I will say this, there's going to be a lot of people that do use this calculator and it cranks out numbers and they're probably going to gain weight eating the calories that it gives them because so many people have done that vicious cycle of yo-yo dieting for years. And that's where having experienced professional come in like a coach or personal trainer or something and be like, all right, listen, like let's get a food log. Let's see where you're at. Because what I use this for is when I see your week of eating and get like a guesstimate of how many calories you eat during that week and then see what your weight does and then compare it to this, it gives us an idea of what direction to go. So if like somebody comes to me with these metrics and it's, oh. and it spits out, you should be eating like 1,700 calories, but they've been eating 1,200 calories for the past three, four months, and they haven't been able to lose a pound. We're going to start at 1,200, reverse diet up to at least that two, uh, 2,299 mark, and then begin the def- and then begin the uh, deficit. Okay. because we unfortunately can't really do much once you're uh, metabolically adapted past a certain point. It's just like beating a dead horse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So on your end, Tracy, I wouldn't change a thing because I've already been doing this for you behind the scenes. Okay. All
1: right. So 148 grams of protein a day is right for me.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's All about it. right. And when in doubt, like For anybody listening like if you're not hitting your like protein perfectly and you're feeling really hungry and you have some calories that are left over feel free to overeat on protein because when we get into the thermic effect of food as far as like protein versus fats versus carbs protein takes the most energy to break down so i mean it's not a huge difference but if you're gonna overeat on something at least overeat on the one that burns tons of calories just to like break it down okay and there's actually been over like studies on overeating protein like in a surplus and people who gain weight eating a crap ton of protein like with the intention of gaining weight gain more muscle than fat as opposed to somebody who did the same amount of calories with less protein okay so the bodybuilders, those juice heads had something right in the eighties. <laughs> I wouldn't say go to that, that level. Cause you're going to need the help of like digestive enzymes and a bunch of other crap. But if you're going to like three, 400 grams a day, but yeah, for the average, I would say for the average mom watching this right now, if you could get in the ballpark of like 140 to 160 grams of protein, or if you want to overeat and go to like 200. I would say if you don't have any kidney issues or anything that would get in the way of that or make it dangerous, go for it. Okay. Because you're going to feel stuffed. (laughs) Like you're going to be like bloated beyond belief and lose a ton of weight. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. And if you're a returning listener, I would love your feedback. If you could take two seconds to just leave a quick review on iTunes or Spotify and rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance and have a great rest of your week.